and thank you for joining us for another episode of Sharing Sweat Equity, a business podcast with your El Paso Hispanic Chamber. We are recording in the Sun Carpets recording studio that we've got at our center, and we have a full house today. We've got three very special guests with us. First off, we've got Commissioner David Stout from the El Paso County. Can you give us a hello? <laughs> hello, everybody. Thank you very much for having me. Glad to be here. And then, of course, we have Representative Claudio Ordaz with the City of El Paso. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. And we have Paulina Lopez. She is the Partnership Specialist for Census 2020. Hello, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. I know it's a little, we've got four people in this room, plus all the carpet on the wall, so it's a little <laughs> warm in here. Uh, but thank you guys for joining us. I'm so happy to have you guys here. I think a lot of people might be wondering, why are we doing a podcast about the census? It's just questions. Some people might think that it's boring, but let's talk a little bit about why the census is so important. I can I can uh, field that one if, if, if y'all would like. Um, you know, uh, every time the census rolls around, it's important that everybody is counted because they're uh, are millions and millions of dollars that are tied to the population in, in, in any area. So uh, there are programs that receive federal funding such as Medicaid, uh, SNAP, which is you know nutrition assistance programs, CHIP, which is health, health insurance for, uh, for children, um, things like uh, low-income energy assistance, uh, and, and many other programs, transportation, uh, dollars as well. You all know that uh, we, we have a lot of construction going on in El Paso, but that's a good thing. Uh, that means that, that uh, we're growing and, and that means that we're, we're finally spending the money that we need to take care of the community and, and, and its transit needs. And so um, as, as the community grows, we need more money. And so if people are not counted, we won't get that funding. And that means uh, we'll have to come out of that that'll have to come out of our, our pockets locally and and so we want to make sure that that doesn't happen so i understand how important it is especially to our local community like you said even though i think that we're all a little tired of construction and orange barrels and things like that <laughs> um, it is really important for that kind of infrastructure development to take place in our community with the census being so important to our community what has census participation been like in the past in el paso so looking at, um, there's multiple ways to look at census participation. Um, so you can go online on our census website and look for response rates. And um, from 2000 to 2010 in our county, we did see uh, a slight decrease in response rates. So we hope to change that for, um, for, for 2020. What we do see this time around is increased community engagement and you know the engagement of trusted voices in our community who will be deploying that message about the importance so there's there's a push from from the census bureau to form complete count committees uh, not only at the municipal level but also um, for example students at the university of texas at el paso and the community college are forming complete count committees and we hope to see an increase in response rates because the community is invested in this process. So with complete count committees, what are the kind of people that you're looking for to be on these complete count committees? 
Is it just an invitation only kind of thing? What kind of community participants are you looking for? We, we want to see a, um, you know, a diverse group that- Businesses? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> businesses. Of course, that, uh, that's representative of, of our community. Um, the faith-based community, LGBT, students, um, everyone really, um, so that we can get everyone's voices represented in this effort. And we're really looking for trusted leaders. So it's, like, especially where we're speaking today, we're looking for those trusted leaders within our business community um, who can really kind of be that voice. Uh, for for El Pasoans and making sure that everyone is counted because it's one thing you know for for each of us to 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 do our best to get um, folks counted but it's different like if Michelle were, were to go before you know some of some of the businesses or Cindy for example I mean there you all are more of a trusted voice than myself or Commissioner Stout would be so we're really looking for those trusted leaders in like what Paulina was saying in the government sector in the service sector in the um, business sector uh, um, from all across the sectors and, and across the El Paso community and the, the idea I think is to you know have have your membership um, reach out to their employees, right? Yeah. Talk to their employees about them being counted. Uh, you know, and, and I, I know it, it, it's it, like creating this full count committee sounds kind of like <laughs> daunting, right? I mean, it, it, it could sound like a big task, but um, if everybody if everybody does their part, you know, if, if each business owner talks to their employees about the importance of them being counted in their families, you know, they're the ones that are closest to, to them. And, and we know that, we know that, um, there are so many small businesses in this community and, and larger ones as well, but uh, that you know, the population you know every, you know is is held in in, in those businesses, and so um, you know it's it's really important. And and if they want to go even further, um, they can they can join us uh, with you know the county and the city's uh, outreach that we're doing. We've created uh, um, a complete count committee, and and we're also engaging, as Paulina said, like the non nonprofit sector, education uh, sector, and and uh, and others to uh, to make sure that that we can provide resources. I know that the city has put aside uh, funding, the county has put aside funding, so that we can provide resources for everybody to uh, make it make it easier for the folks that that may not have those you know those abilities on their own, right? So. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and we would be happy to have more members uh, taking part in, in what we're doing as well. And Commissioner Stout raises a really good point about the funding, and that's why it's important to have everyone at the table. You know, there's power in, in numbers, of course, but there's also power in knowledge. And so it's important that cities and counties are stepping up to this initiative because at the federal level, um, budgets are, are really constrained. The, the, the federal budget, and Paulina can correct me if I'm wrong, but the budget is the same budget that it was back in 2010, even with a population increase. And so it, it's really relying on private citizens, um, businesses, and local governments to really step up um, in, this, in this initiative. So I think, you know, we've talked about a lot of federal funds that go to community projects, community development, um, projects as well. And I think some businesses are like, you know, I'm going to fill out my census, my family members will, and I'm going to try to get my employees. But what can we tell businesses to really encourage them to be proactive in getting their, their employees to fill out the census and to respond to that? 
Well, I, I always say uh, if we're undercounted, we're underfunded, and we're underrepresented. Uh, representation in the House of Representatives also depends on the count. So legislative districts are drawn based on the population, right? Um, also state legislative districts and voting precincts. So we want our voice um, to be represented in in Congress and at the state level. So, and everyone counts. Uh, we the Census Bureau mission is to count everyone once, everyone um, in in the community only once and in the right place. So. Um, that's that because also the the Census Bureau is the federal government's largest statistical agency and, and we produce that data that uh, informs local decision making not only for our governments but for our businesses and you know that allows businesses to see okay where is the community growing so that I can put my new business there what's the purchasing power uh, what's needed do we need a park do we need a library um, so that they can decrease their business risk and get their returning on investment as well. And another important point to make, I think, is is that a lot of educational funding is dependent upon, mm -hmm. um, you know, the the population as well and the census count. And for you know, for children to be educated correctly and to 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 go through the educational system, and and be able to uh, be prepared for work and for coming out and, and working with the businesses, for example, that, that, that are your, that are part of your membership, you know, that's important. You know, if we don't have an educated workforce, how are, how are you all going to find employees? How are you all going to have what you need when it comes to your own workforce? So I think, I think that's also an, a very important uh, aspect to take to your membership and, and, and the business people here in El Paso. And, and to put that into perspective, because Commissioner Stout is raising a really excellent point, you know, Texas receives over $43 billion uh, per year, uh, and per capita allocation in Texas, that's 1578 per person. Um, so that means a lot of support uh, to achieve, achieve our community's goals. Yeah, and I think that that's something that a lot of businesses don't consider is it does go towards education and all of our businesses are struggling to find employees. I mean, they're getting poached straight off of work sites and things like that. So they're really struggling. So responding to the census, making sure that your employees respond is really going to impact them down the road. I think also with businesses, things like the hub zone certifications, things like the opportunity zones that are available for investment are really affected by the census. Um, and once the census happens in 2020, those maps and those lines that we've drawn are locked in. And then we've got to wait another 10 years for uh, any sort of changes. So it can really make or break a business. So if there's any business members who are listening right now, which of course there are, and they're like, I want to get involved, I want to get on this complete count committee, how can they go about getting onto the committee and what can they kind of expect as being a member of that committee? Well, so there's there's a number of ways you can you can reach out. You can reach out to my office, you can reach out to Commissioner Stout's office as well, um, and you can find us even through through a quick Google search and of course Bellina. So we're, we're always, uh, we always make ourselves available and we are willing uh, that to, to have more people at the table. Again, we need more of those trusted leaders in this community, especially from the business community. It's such a um, important aspect. Um, we seem to have a good number of people that are currently on our complete count, 
committee, but the people that are lacking are those from the business community. And we kind of need their insight um, because this is their bread and butter. They understand the industry better than we do. So it's important that they have a seat at the table. And even if they maybe can't, I mean, there's so many more opportunities for them to go above and beyond within their own personal businesses, whether they, um, they can show some sort of display um, at, their, at their place of business, or um, they can go public about it, of course, educate their employees. Um, if they own a grocery store, right, put some, maybe some information and some, in, some signs in some grocery bags, whatever it may be. So there's a whole lot of opportunities, and we're here as resources um, at, at all times, if they would like to get involved. And, and uh, you know, especially businesses that, that may be out in the, uh, uh, in the smaller communities or in, or in the unincorporated areas of the mm -hmm. county, um, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely looking for their help, too, because those are the areas that are typically severely undercounted. You know, we looked at the numbers for the last census, and there's uh, parts of the county that only 33% uh, of the folks were actually counted. And, you know, that's out uh, in, in the eastern side of the county. And so um, especially those areas, you know, businesses that may have, uh, you know, Spanish-speaking uh, 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 employees or, mm -hmm. or, or members or, or, you know, that, that have contact with clientele that's, that's heavily Spanish-speaking as well, that's important. I think not only uh, putting out information in English but in Spanish because obviously we have a, a, a community that is – you know, hugely Hispanic and, and speaks a lot of Spanish. And so, um, you know, that's important. Uh, and, 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 you know, we, we need to make sure that we, that we get out to, the, to those areas that we have seen in the past that have, have been undercounted. And, and that's how we can uh, make sure that that, that, that changes. And, and so if, if folks have contacts or businesses or things like that in those areas, we definitely need their help. And I think also um, that's where the business community can bring in their creative ideas. Um, for example, I know that in the Valley in, in 2010, there was a, a grocery store mm -hmm. that um, did a, a contest that if you had a census sticker on your car, they would give away a free bag of groceries. So that's a, a oh, great that's way cool. to, to yeah. promote their business while uh, showing the community that they're engaged um, and they care about their community being counted. Um, but also I've, I've heard different things like uh, a mariachi song being written <laughs> about, yes. you know, no tengas miedo, be counted, um, stuff like that. Um, and that's where, you know, the business community can, can really come in handy. So if we have any mariachi groups listening, um, consider this an yes. official call for our Census 2020 theme song. Uh, we really are looking for that right now. And I think it's so important that you talk, Commissioner, that you talked about the rural areas and some of these under, already underserved areas not being fully counted, because those are the areas where there's opportunities for investment and certifications for businesses. So if you are a hub zone business listening, your ears should be perked up and you should be trying to find out how you can get more involved. And we'll include um, the contact information for all three of our guests in the episode details. So you all can just go ahead and give them a call or send them an email and uh, get on this complete count committee with us because we really do need you out there. But I know that upcoming this week, it's going to be a busy week for all three of you. Um, we've got a lot of upcoming events in the community. So if you guys can all talk about some events that we have upcoming that you guys are going to be talking about the census at. 
So next week um, is CDBG week. And in, in essence, that those are funds that we get from the federal government that, that go to housing projects, for example, um, that would be greatly impacted from funding from, from the census. Um, and then, of course, we have um, events coming up all next week. This show's running on Wednesday, so I do want to talk particular about an event that's coming up on April 27th. And it's called Dia de los Niños, uh, Dia de los Libros. And it's an opportunity for, it's like a, a, big, a big block party where families come out, um, get books. Um, there's going to be storytellers. And so it's an opportunity for families to come out. We're going to have a census um, table, a census booth there. <laughs> um, and so we're going to be talking to folks about the importance of, of our efforts and, and getting everybody counted. So we're hoping if you can, please make it out. It's a, it's a great family fun event. And so where is that going to be at? That is going to be at San Jacinto Plaza. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I know that we were talking a little bit about... From 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Great. <laughs> I know that we were talking about, you know, it's a family event and everything. I don't think kids want to hear a whole lot about the census. Even though it's important, I'm sure that they're going to wander off. So are you guys doing any special thing for the kids? Do you talk to the parents about the census, but the kids are kind of wrangled and uh, entertained? Well, and um, actually, I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because children ages zero to five are one of the most undercounted age groups in the census. So um, kids are great census ambassadors. They can go uh, remind their, their parents if they have or not filled out their census form or responded online. Um, so we are engaging the school districts in that partnership. Um, so Coro Independent School District passed a resolution just this week to establish a district-wide uh, complete count committee, and it's high school students who are leading that effort. Oh, so uh, we're, we plan to engage all of the school districts in Region 19. Um, but we do have different activities for kids. For example, we have uh, a program called Statistics in Schools that um, talks about the importance of statistics in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, so there's free resources for teachers and educators uh, on different topics like geography, history, English, sociology, that we hope school districts take, a, take advantage of those resources. But in the tabling events, we hope to have uh, coloring books and we'll get probably swag later this year <laughs> yeah. uh, to give out and, and just engage, engage the, the kids in, in that conversation, right? Um, right. So definitely. So you mentioned students, and I just recently spoke to a class of UTEP students that are getting ready to graduate. So they're all looking for jobs, they're all looking for internship opportunities. So I have to ask, we have the census coming up, May is the time for graduation, so what kind of job opportunities or volunteer opportunities are available for students to start getting involved, to start getting some job experience as well? And we are very lucky here in El Paso. We will be getting an area census office. Um, so there will be plenty of jobs for the community. Um, and jobs are available right now. The application is open and people can start applying now. The website is 2020census.gov jobs. And they fill out that application um, with their you know, interests and, and qualifications and availability and we'll, we'll call people back uh, depending on what's needed and also if they're interested in office or field jobs. And the jobs, uh, the pay starts at $15.50 an hour here in El Paso County. So these are great opportunities yeah. for 
anyone 18 and over and U.S. citizens. Um, so we are promoting jobs everywhere with our students, with our families, with our neighbors, so that everyone can apply. And also I know as far as internships um, with the University of Texas at El Paso, UTEP, we, we have a partnership with Voto Latino. It's a national nonprofit. And they will be doing um, internships for students who are interested in, in participating on campus. That's so, really cool. Really cool stuff. So my final question, just to wrap it up, if there is one thing, and I'll start off with Commissioner Stout, it's a question for all of you. If there is one thing that you want listeners to take away about Census 2020, besides participate, fill it out, get it sent in, um, what is the one takeaway that you would want them to take home to their families and to their employees? This is about loving your community. Okay, this is about caring for your community, caring for your neighbors. And I think, I think El Paso is, is a community that does that. And so, I mean, I, I, I think that we should, we should have no problem uh, with, with, with rolling this out, but that's what, it, that's what it comes down to, you know? I mean, all of the, all of the funding, it's, I mean, it's all intertwined, right? You know, you need transportation funding so you can, people can drive to work. You need, or drive their kids to school. You need education funding so kids get good education. You need healthcare because people, if they're not healthy, they can't. If kids aren't healthy, they can't learn. If they don't have food, they can't. They can't learn correctly. You know, all of these, uh, all of the programs that we get money for from the federal government that are bit, that are relying upon our population, they have to do with all of that. And so, um, do it for your community. Do it for your neighbors. For your family. It's it, that's what's important. I think for for everyone to realize how important it is for each of us to be counted, that you know is the most basic um, foundation of our democracy, just to be counted and participate in this process, um, and that you do have the ability to shape the future of our community by participating in, in the census, uh, not only by filling out your form, but engaging with the complete count committees in this effort. And, and I think that this is a, a beautiful process that's being formed that I hope it, it um, you know, continues in the future to, to solve many of, of the things that we, we need to solve here in our community. And if I were to say anything, it, it's really just about El Paso getting their fair share. I mean, so right now, El Paso is the sixth largest city in the state of Texas. I would argue that. I still, with all of the growth, and everybody has seen all the growth from the east to the west to the north, um, we've seen tremendous growth um, throughout our community. And so I really believe that El Paso really does deserve our, our fair share of transportation dollars, education dollars, um, all of those all of those services that impact people on a daily basis. Um, I, I would say, I would argue that El Paso is probably the fifth largest uh, city in the, in the state. Um, and, and that comes with, with funding. Um, as I had mentioned earlier, we get $43 billion in funding. Um, that's a little over $1,500 per person. And so that'll take the ease of, you know, off of, of the burden that, that residents and homeowners are paying and business owners are paying on, on a daily basis. So I think El Paso really has an opportunity to shine. We only get this opportunity once every 10 years. So it's really opportunity for us to make a statement um, across not only the state of Texas, but across the nation, aside from all of the rhetoric that we're hearing at the federal level. I mean, it's important to know that El Pasoans care about their community, as Commissioner Stout had mentioned. We care about our families and we care about our future. So it's time for us to be counted.
Well, I want to thank you guys for joining me today. I know we're recording on Good Friday, so I think everybody had the day off today. But I'm really appreciative of you guys coming in, sharing this information with our members, with our business community. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy your family. Thank you. Weekend. Thank you, guys. And so check the episode details for contact information for all three of our guests. And if you're looking for some job opportunities, make sure to check out census.gov jobs. I know a lot of you students listening are looking for some good opportunities to break into the workforce. And that'll do it for us today. We will see you guys next episode. Thank you, guys. Hey, thank you. Thank you.